Hi, my name is Neil Brennan. This is the Blocks Podcast. I'm not going to explain the premise. Go back and listen to a different episode. Long story short, we're healing the earth. My guest today, you saw it on the title when you clicked this. His picture's probably on there. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what your intro is. I did see that you're celebrating your anniversary at the Luxor. Oh, yes, yes. Here we I don't are. know. I don't either. You can tell, huh? Yeah. You look I great don't... in plaid, by the way. Thank you so much. So, yeah, I think it's our uh, coming up on 18th year great. anniversary. Not yeah, usually sure. an anniversary people celebrate. I'm not but, an anniversary. But God bless. Yeah. yeah. Still um, working. Still it's doing uh, one of the uh, one of the most one of the great comedians of our age and day yeah his street name is <laughs> scott his his government or his his name is scott thompson and his his street name yes if he were a drug it would be called carrot top there you go like here that. he is if i was a drug i am a drug you are a drug yeah um now i've I'm never a street met you drug yes i like that I've never met you before. No, but, we've never but met. What's great we met, is like we, we, we. I feel like we met. We went up yeah. three flights of stairs. Yeah, that's. Impressive. And we feel like we've been <laughs> trial by fire. Yeah, we really earned it. Um, I don't know much about here. My 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 experience with you was I heard about you in 1992 mm. that you were a prop comic and that you were very funny, and but like comics don't like them, whatever, whatever. And I never understood it. I thought it was childish. I thought it was reductive. I just, I didn't, it was like, I would watch you on the Tonight Show or whatever, and I'd be like, these are fucking good jokes. Here's a little party favor for someone that has asthma. <laughs> they're maybe not like the most technically difficult, but they're still fun. Like I do smart comedy and I still think about your acts. And it's like, this fucking, this dude's fucking funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There so, has to be a little bit of intelligence and, and smart to do to, to in, yes, the, I don't, in the I, field of what we do. Right. And people, which is shocking, funny, they I get it almost nightly is the first thing they say is something very similar. Like, well, you know, your show is very smart. Yes. But, the, but, but it's when they say that, that, that they think it, they coming into it, they wouldn't think it would be They're like, this is going to be the most horrible, lowest common denominator yeah. name of comedy or whatever. And they say, God, it's so smart and it's so well-crafted. And I'm thinking, well, I, I hope that's what people get from it. But I, you know, you'd be doing it so long, but that was kind of the, the feeling in the earlier days. Yes. Especially early days, because I was this new guy in the block and I was doing props and I was just, yes, I was just like, who is this guy? And I got a lot of success, and people were really angry about that. Yes. Jay Leonard to this day was, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm in the Carrot Top. He put me in the show, and I would just do my, I didn't care about what, I was cared about the people that were watching the show. I didn't care yeah. about what the other comics were thinking. In fact, I'd go to the improv when it was done, if I knew I had a good set, and, I, and I'd go in and bug. Isn't that always the I way? Know, well, <laughs> and it never was, you know. But Bub would say, let's watch it. And I'm like, God, no, not in the, in the whole lobby. And he'd put it on in front of all the comics and everybody. Mm -hmm. And it was it was a nightmare, but I knew if I had a really good one, like man, this is gonna be, you know, my God, wait till they this see will be that. the one that gets them. Well, no, just 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 like you know, this is one of our brothers, and he's on the Tonight Show, and it's and wow, and you killed, and it was it was all clever, it was all brand new, like Bill Clinton jokes, and it was things that were happening right then and there, yeah. it was very topical. And so every comic came over and said, "Wow, it was great." And so I started getting a little more respect and love from from the comedy yeah. world once he, the longevity of it. You know, it's kind of like. I would say I've been doing it for uh, next year will be 40 years. And it's like after 40 years, you probably, you know, you, you finally, they let you go to the barbecue. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. you're invited into the uh, the club, even though. 40 years. So you started in 85? 85. Wow. It's so funny because I didn't hear about you till 90. So 
you had been doing it seven years by the time I even heard of you. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Which is another thing. People always say you were over the overnight success. Now, for me, it was a little sooner, 85 to when I first got my, started getting some TV stuff. It was sooner than most probably. But I I had an act that just, I was at the right time. I literally, I, I tell people all the time, it was, it's, it, you know, is it a, a lot of luck, you know, and timing. I was at the right place at the right time. Right when the comedy boom was just coming down, I came into the thing and there's this carrot top of this props and it worked great for television it was like every show was like oh we want this guy here's a plate if you go to grandma's house you don't like the food it's got a little disappearing tray on the plate uh, hey grandma because it worked great for tv it was you know in your face visually good for tv here's roller blades for rednecks those are pretty cool which was funny they never put me in the first tonight show i went and auditioned for the johnny carson one Johnny Carson and uh, and I was going to make an, a, 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 used to make a joke. Were you in Carson? No, I was on uh, Tim Allen, but yeah, way back. That's how long. But um, no, the, the the I had auditioned for him and I killed. It was one of the best shows, and I never really de- did that well at the Improv. I don't know why. I was just a weird dragging my prop trunk through the, the hallway up to the club, and I did exceptionally well. And Jim McCauley, who booked the Tonight Show, booked the comics on the Tonight Show, yep. came over and it couldn't have been a better set. He says, "Man, Scott, it was so good." And I said, "I got the show right." And he says. You know, as much as I love you, you just will never be on the show. And I'm like, well, why did I audition? He says, well, I just, you know, I, I just wanted to see you. Like, before. I just wanted to hurt your feelings. Well, in a sense, yes. He, but I think it he never, said the and, exact same thing to Howie Mandel. Yeah, he did. In fact, Howie and I had this discussion. And what's crazy about the whole thing with that was, and I explained this to Howie. I said, it's so funny if you break down what television is. It's the visual. Yeah. It's, what, that's the, it's in the title. And it's it's what everything Carson did. Karnak. Karnak! The Magnificent! And the thing, and the throwing, yep. uh, you know, hatchet. Yeah. Said everything that he did was visual, and that's what made variety and all that was, you know, the You're not Ed Sullivan and Jack Parr. Which is, I guess You're he just not... didn't like it. So yeah. anyway, I, I didn't really, didn't, I mean, it hurt my feelings because I really wanted to beat, say I was on Johnny Carson, but... Uh, I was on, I still got to stand on the gold star when it was all said and done. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. And also it's, we're getting to the point where no one remembers who Johnny Carson right. is. Right. It's just like, you just wait or you just stick around long enough. No one even knew and who, who, remember who Jay Leno is. Carrot top. Sorry. That's what I mean. Like, and the things that hurt your feelings right. are completely, and the people yeah. are totally irrelevant in terms of work right. stuff. It, True, except internally with you. Of course. So with me, it's always going to be that, but people are like, like, you know, let it go. I'm like, well, I'm, I've let it go, but I think I will always have that embedded in me. That's with, why you know. I bring it up in that a lot of your blocks that I, I, have, I have these blocks written down here, um, I can, they're all kind of around the same thing. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm curious about is what do you think, how did it manifest itself? Like you said that not being on Carson hurt your feelings or, or we'll hold the grudge or we'll remember the, we'll nurse the wound, we'll stay loyal to the wound, all that stuff. Put it in our trauma trophy case. Yeah, uh, even though you've done other things that might be bigger than and bigger than yeah. life. You've been in movies or in sitcoms. Yep. All right, welcome to the ICU. And things and theaters yep. and yep. specials. It's just as a comic, you wanted to do the Tonight Show. Yep. I get it. Um, the first block you have is people who would not who would not book you <laughs> in th- their venue. Were there people who would not book you? What do you mean by that? 
I mean that that yeah, and and, and it's a, they wouldn't book me, and then the strangest thing is they were all my friends that were booked at, the, at this uh, club in Atlanta, and it was a it was a huge club, and it was the you know it was the A list club, mm-hmm. and from Foxworthy to everybody, and then I'd have friends like oh the amazing Jonathan, friends of mine, everyone worked the club, and so I you know and and I and I knew the owner, and there was a big Christmas party, so I went to him, and I said you know I would like to play the club, you know, I, and everyone and my all my friends are already playing, and I'm already playing every club in, in, in that, at the time, a clubs. And he just said, uh, yeah, it's almost like the Carson thing in a sense was that, eh, just, you know, not our, our kind of our cup of tea. And I was like, well, you, I, I'm not following what you're that means. John, you're booking Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah, you're booking who's, all uh, these guys, variety, similar, prop, yeah. comedy, magic. Yep. Right? And I'm like, what's different than that? And he just said, I just, you know, but he loved me. We'd, we'd sit here at the Christmas dinner and have a toast. And it's so all, weird. And all the comics. And he and he just said, "Don't take it personally." But and I'm like, "Well, I I kind of did. I kind of did take what it personally." What should I take it? How well, should I take it? You know what right. I mean? Like that's my my whenever says. Well, people always say, "Don't take bad stuff personally," right. but the good stuff, oh, right? That was all you. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, there's a huge inconsistency yeah, yeah. here, guys. And yeah. also, they would have sold the show up. Yeah, it just made no sense. And so, so then, what did I do? You know, I said I'll bu- I'll book the other club. So I I I booked the other club in Atlanta, and of course we we did great. I was again at my peak. I it was you know, and I was doing all the radio in Atlanta, and I was you know promoting and da da da. And then I I think on the radio I said you know something to the effect of you know I wanted to I think I might have said I wanted to play the the whatever the club was called and then but i'm playing here and then that guy got wind of it and he says why would you say that and i said well you know the truth of the matter is that's you know you know the truth and then the other club's like why would you say anything <laughs> about that illustration this of is hurt not people a, hurt, yeah. hurt people hurting people like well i you're was doing it, right it and up. i was still doing i was you know i was headlining the other club and we were it was great it couldn't have been better but i just personally was still mad that i couldn't play that so what happened was and, and this is one of those things that um I think was what is is a great moment in anyone's career because I'm not a I'm not a kind of guy that's gonna revengeful kind of guy. I just don't have it in me. I'll give you a couple examples later on when we talk about I think the other the other one. So your other vendettas, I, yeah. Having... Well, the other block. So I got I got. <laughs> I remember the, the the venue was in in downtown Atlanta. It's the Fox Theater. Now mm-hmm. this is this is a big venue. This holds yeah. like you know five to eight thousand people. Now the yeah. clubs at the time were three hundred four hundred people. So. It was uh, 8,000 people on a Wednesday in Atlanta. And I don't know. We booked it. I brought, I I remember some of the widespread panic, this band Mm -hmm. that I've known for years that live in Atlanta. They came. I had had some other celebrity people come. And instead of, you know, getting mad at, I just invited Ron, you know, the guy. Yep. I said, come check out the show. And it was one of those kind of a feel good moments where, you know, he wouldn't book me in this club that held 300 people, mm-hmm. but I was sold out on a Wednesday at the Fox theater. It was kind of a cool Great. thing. And uh, of course he didn't come, but it was, you know, you invite him and you just, just, just to kind of let him say, you know, that was the way just to say, look, you know, I would have done fun. It never, it would have been never, fine. It would have been It fine. never <laughs> heals the wound though. No, Do you no, know what I mean? no, still no, like, it didn't. Oh, I just and fucking it, needed no, you to did, just acknowledge that I'm great right. and we're well, friends, or and just something. It would have been, for, and I'm not. Then again, I wouldn't have like rubbing in his nose like a puppy. But I, I just thought, you know, I'll invite him and and just let it. So, so we, of course, he knew about the the booking and knew about the gig, but it was more of a personal. Again, like, oh man, but yeah. It's okay. All right, here's my question. 
So a lot of these things are about personal rejection, yeah. not feeling like you belong, not feeling supported. The thing I said to you when we sat down, which I said before we started rolling, was I'm on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I like I've always been a fan, legitimately. And then we were talking about feeling support. And I was like, no one feels supported. I don't think anyone in showbiz thinks it's going all that well. Right, they, right. I think people think <laughs> yeah. it's going like, well, for now. Right. right Even right, Tom right. Cruise yeah. is worried about like, why do I have to keep doing these sequels? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like certain like DiCaprio's had a like pretty unblemished good for now. Yes. Like he that. DiCaprio's <laughs> unblemished. He's never done a sequel. Denzel's only done one sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's right. certain guys. No one thinks it's going especially well. You know, any peak is temporary. Any right, sure. So that's my first point. My second point is um when you got into comedy, what did you think it was gonna be like? And then how did it end up? How, what did oh, it, that's an interesting question. What, what do you think it was going to be like? And what? Because I in the in a similar boat where I thought I came from high school to work in the door at a club in New York. So I was like, yeah, we're all going to be high school friends, right? And slowly but surely, I realized like, oh, we're adults, and this is <laughs> millions of dollars are at stake, and there's yeah. there's a lot of weird antagonisms and and uh, not exactly friendship. So. What I wonder about what it, what great. was your experience? It's a great question, which I've never been asked. I think that's really cool. What, when so you got into Let's, comedy, what well, really on it to get into kind of what you think it would be like, and then what did it turn out to be like? What you thought weird. Uh, so when I got into comedy, I was just I was enthralled with the, just the idea of I love comedy. I studied George Carlin, you know, Eddie, all these yeah comics, and uh, admired it. Thought that the, the process was fun, the idea was fun, but I was never you know not show business and family. There's no I have no deal. I still have no business being in it. But I, Thank I, you for I got that. in. Thanks I, for saying I, that. I, That's I, how we all feel. I, I really don't. I should not be involved in this. But I, I got into it very just randomly. I was an open micer at my college, and I, I went up and I just told George Collin jokes and Robin Williams jokes, and and it was great. I mean, I got big reactions, and it was fun. And then I slowly got into doing the real clubs, the actual comedy clubs, and I started doing my own stuff and that's middling why, that's like why I, opening well, middling this is headline? still opening i was just coming up with like trying to open mic still so that's why i got into props so i stole this crime watch sign and i thought it was funny so i said I'd walk on stage and say sorry i'm late i was in the neighborhood how good is their crime watch if they're not even watching their signs Great. and it killed and so i thought oh the lady that booked that said do you have more of that because it's really good it's really clever it's really funny it's visual and it's it's smart and it's it's a little bit naughty because you stole it. And I said, well, I mean, I can go steal more signs. And she said, great. So I went and I stole more signs. Yeah. And I took all these different signs. So you, as it sounds to me, you've every, every joke so far has been stolen. Yeah, in that sense, in that sense, in that sense, in that sense, yes, I was beginning, I stole from Carlin and then I started stealing signs from, yeah. So uh -huh. I started stealing all these, and that was great because it was, that was the, the, fun part about it too is that I was I had all these signs that people had seen in yeah. town that I had stolen and I'm holding him up and talking about you know no train horn between certain hours that's when we need the horn and why is there you know slow children to play with no feet on their things it, it was just very fun yeah. and people loved it so that's how the prop started with that socially how were you doing this where was this uh, in Florida in Florida yeah. okay and then I started to get a little, you know, whatever. But I thought what I thought to your initial answer to question was uh, what I thought comedy would be. I don't know. I thought it would just be, again, a, a whole bunch of, you know, comics and camaraderie. And when I did the open mics, everyone kind of helped each other in a sense. And in a sense, kind of were jealous, which is weird because I never cared about anybody else's act. I used to always 
comment on their acts and a prop guy, if I would help them with their act, they would, they almost found it offensive. Like I have a tag for you. <laughs> and they're like, this is the end of the world of Keratops writing jokes. I'm like, I know how to write jokes. Like yeah. I don't just do props. I can write a joke. So even to this day, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in a club and I'll, I'll see the guy walk up and I'll say, there's something you might want. And they say, oh, that's great. Or they'll say, stick to your prop guy. But um, what happened with me was I started getting, uh, I, I did the clubs and then all of a sudden I did this college circuit thing and I got booked in all these colleges and which was honestly, I owe probably owe that to the NA NACA it's called. They still have their not national Association of college activities, but I did the, I did their thing and I, I got like thousands of bookings. Yeah. And what happened was it went away from all these clubs and uh, hanging out with comics and comrade to me being on the road by myself mm -hmm. doing, doing road shows for yeah. a year. I'd come back every once in a while, but I just lost touch with all comedians. I didn't know anyone anymore because yeah. I was on the road by myself. So I did this for so many years. Then I started doing theaters and I'm out on my road again. I'm not in clubs. I'm not, there's no camaraderie with, and I'm on the road. And then I moved to Charlotte because it was all this area where there was all these clubs. So people are like, why don't you live in LA? And it was when I, I did finally move to LA. And then I said, oh, this is back to the camaraderie of what I thought it would be with a bunch of comics. And you're, you're in this fraternity of comics and you just kind of grow and then back on the road again. So I never really had yeah. the friendships of, I, I mean, I do now with big name comics, but I didn't have a lot of growing with um with comics in my- Yeah, like guys my, you did a with. Yeah. Right, Larry the Cable Guy went on to do theaters, you know? Yeah. And, you know, everyone that I started doing comedy, you know, became, and the ones that I admired, you know, from the Jay Leno's Caratops. to the Jerry Seinfeld's to the, you know, Bill Maher's, you know, now I know Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle and I used to do colleges. I wouldn't say a lot of them. We did a few, but, um, you know, so we kind of grew that way. So then, then that's when all the big names, you know, you have a Gary Shandling or Bill Maher saying, you're great. And then you're thinking, oh, oh, cool. This is nice. I'm getting... You know, you're getting that yeah. respect that you want from the people that you really, really think are funny yeah. and, and admired and studied. So it's kind of cool. So did it feel lonely for a long time? Yeah. Because it, mean, it know, feels well, like... Comedy's lonely anyhow, yeah. I think. I mean, I well, mean not way... in a sad way. You know, people always say, oh, are you okay? You know? well, it can be in a sad way. Have well, you seen, have I don't you think seen it's my sad. Netflix special? I have seen it. It can be sad. But I'm saying like the loneliness part uh did you f when you look back on it do you wish you'd m not made different decisions but do you kind of feel like what do you how would you do it differently i i, I don't think you know looking back not on in it, a way of no, like no. not that you are, i asked myself you feel bad about it but yeah no, it's just not a life bad about question. it because it's a question that i would never probably be who i am today if i didn't do it that way mm -hmm. i did it i mean literally so if i look back on it and say oh you know if i had never gone and lived in charlotte and, and lived in la and did all the things that everybody did and went to uh you know reads and yeah. went movie auditions every day and stayed out here and worked the improv in the laugh factory in yep. the store um, would I, would I have turned out to be where I am today? I don't know the answer to that. So I don't really regret that. I think that. you'd be in the I same exact place, well, just I don't different know. headband. Yeah, maybe. Nice. <laughs> I don't, uh, but I always wonder that because I do. I'm like, wow, you know, I kind of was a grassroots mark. I went on, you know, I just went out into the world instead of staying in LA. I was out in Nebraska and Iowa and selling out arenas and people were like, what the hell is this? What is this fucking carrot up? What is this? Yeah. 
And they'd say, oh, I saw him on Regis and Kathy Lee. Well, carrot top. The, well, answer the question from before, which is, it. What did, did you have any idea of what it would be? And then did it end up kind of not being that? Did you pick, did you ever think about like, I wonder what Carlin's life is like? Mm, sure. Because in a weird way, yeah. his life was kind of similar in that he was on the road a lot. Yeah. And then from what I understand, he would write a little bit in New York and LA, but yeah, and I could have that dead wrong. But But I'm wondering like, you were not a victim of your own success, but that'll, it's, I think a lot of times what happened to, happens is guys have like the, their crew that they started with and then one of them makes it mm. and then either the crew survives that or doesn't. And yeah. a lot of times it doesn't. And yeah, some of the crew, I was the first one to hit in, in mine and then uh, Larry, Dan, yep. Whitney, Larry, the cable guy. And I remember the conversations with him like it was yesterday when he's like, dude, I just sold out like a 500 seat room in Omaha. And I was like, dude, it's great. And he's like, now I'm doing like this thing for get her done on the thing. Get her done. And it was great to see his, his joy and his excitement about this next step and level of, of fame and money and, and comedy and, you know, fame and yeah. comedy fame. And, uh, it was great to see the excitement in that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, it, it's, it's a fun journey every night. Yeah. But I do, like you said, I, I think when I went to Vegas and I saw, you know, Bill Cosby, and I was like, "Holy mow, this is. I wonder what, what this is like." I mean, you, know, you can read the transcripts. Well, right. If you want to know, I don't what know it about was the Bill like. Cosby way, but yes. <laughs> uh, now you just take a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit, and you just take a little bit, not a lot. Uh, the, a horrible Cosby impression. <laughs> <and> uh, <laughs> Judd did a great version <laughs> of that same bit of like him. Going to the po go like getting the subpoena and hiding from his wife with the cosmic. Yeah, I got up and I hid the paper. I guess what I'm curious about is the it's natural. A sad, it's a sad, horrible life, is what you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the natural sort of defensiveness uh, that I, I don't know if everyone feels, but I don't know too many people that feel like they're widely lauded, widely supported. Even people that are always are focused on the person who's not supporting them or said something sure. negative or sure. gave them a look or didn't uh, probably in every them. business though. yeah not even just show business probably any business totally agreed so so what i'm saying is how do you think it manifested itself because from the outside in the thing that i noticed about you was like you started working out at a certain point yeah but i always worked out you did yeah okay 12 you just 13 14 showed always. it off you showed it off. Or no, more. maybe we got a little more into it, but I always worked out. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't like a not response. Not really. No, I was just in Vegas stuck with nothing to do because I had a, a full-time residency and I said, what do I do? Do drugs all day long or go to the gym? So did I you try the, the drugs? I did the gym instead of the drugs. Yeah. You I've never, never been a, been a drug guy. I mean, I've tried them all. I'm not, but. You have I, to. I, yeah. But you're in show business, but you know, when people say they've never, like Gene Simmons, I've never tried to, yeah, you had to have your genes. Nope, never, never, had, never, never. Yeah. Like but I what? tried them all, but I didn't enjoy them all. So I never liked them. I was like, eh, not my thing. Okay. So what do you not think big, the sort of. Guy. Even now, nothing, no, no drugs, no, no vaping even. I, I, I have horrible lungs. So I, I, I just good. Yeah. You're doing great. Um, I'm doing good. You're doing fine. What do you think of? <laughs> I wish I could smoke. Everybody seems to enjoy. It, if I get terminally I don't, ill, I don't, I'm going to do. Like I'm going to go back smoke. to it. I quit. Yeah, yeah. Like a long time ago. Um, what do you? How do you think it manifested itself in your internal monologue? And how do you think it manifests itself in like your life choices? This sort of feeling rejected thing. Well, it was only for a brief moment, really. So it didn't really manifest. That. It's most of your blocks. <laughs> 
Well, no, it's been, most of my blocks are from early on. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. so All right, it good. really has taken, that's what I'm saying, early on it was kind of a weird thing. And I think that I, when I talk to young comics and, and I would say the same thing, you know, the early day, you got to be strong and you got to be really, you got to work really hard and you got to stay focused on what it is that you want because you're going to get, you know, especially or success, you're going to get, you're going to get a lot of hate from it. Singers, whatever. A lot of it's just Poli instant. Anybody. A lot of it's just institutional. But, yeah, it's like, it I hate it whoever's making sure, it. Sure, sure. And that's, that's a fact of life. That, the yeah. old saying, they, they love success but hate successful people. Yeah. You know, and that was just, that was part, and it, it, it just was, it was just so much so quickly at a, at a young age when I was doing so well that you just couldn't, it was hard to kind of break it down. And you're like, I was on a tour bus many nights with my crew and we just, you know, sold out of, it was a great show and it, it just, you couldn't, couldn't have done any better and you're on a tour bus and all of a sudden one of the late night shows, you know, Saturday Night Live does a rip on me and, and we're all just like, oh my God, no, it's funny, but you're also like, you know, you just kind of have this like, you know, like, God, that it's still funny. You're, they're talking about you. That's kind of, that's what I'm okay, saying. Yeah. They'll say that. Like Mixed. They're, they're, well, they're they just did a skit on you in Saturday Night Live, dude. You're like, you're, that means you're like, yeah, you're pop culture. You're legit. Yeah. But you're like, I know, but I also, why can't they do it in a positive, positive way? way? Yeah. Why can't they do it in a positive way? Yeah. Because then and it's not funny. If how did you, how did you metabolize it? wouldn't be funny in a positive it? way. Right. I mean, that's what makes it funny. I did Correct. Family Guy. It was all, the whole thing with Family Guy was, to make me look like an ass, and and I kept saying I don't I don't want to do it. I don't like the I don't like it. But then when they he, they brought it to me, they're like, "This is awesome, and everybody loves it." And I said, "Well, I don't love it." He says, "Well, everybody else does." And who's everybody else? Like people that wrote it, you know? Yeah. Do they like it? But people did, and and finally I said, you know, fuck it, let's do it, and I did it. And people to this day still walk up and say, "Hey, man, seesaw." It was a it was a stupid joke, and I just God, I hated it. How'd you get to the trap door? I found this saw with glasses on it. Oh, that's my seesaw. <laughs> I, I said, "Can we do any other joke that makes me look a little better? Like I'm not yeah. a moron." And Seth is like, "No, this is what makes it funny." <laughs> Yeah, because I look like no. A, I'm with you. Because I, I like guess a my question is, how did you finally deal with it? Did you? I just said, you know what? Okay, fine. Let's just. I'll make fun of myself. I'm, I'll make fun of my own brand. I'll make fun of me being that. But it hurt. It hurt to a little bit because I wanted to be clever and funny. I didn't want it to right. be, you know. And what do you make of the like the? I don't know if you have like a, a belief in God or spiritual anything, but like this is your that this was what you were this is your destiny what do you make of that it's like because i the thing i always noticed about you was like you seem so genuine i didn't think you were cynical or yeah. shitty or you just seem like huh. i think this is funny and it's yeah and that, it was, that's how i am right yeah, yeah. that's how i am but yeah everything fine fine but no i that is what i i, I am i mean i'm i'm at my age, believe it or not, to be not that cynical is pretty amazing. I I still just go up there and have fun and uh, and just yeah, I don't really get too. But you're right. This is probably my destiny. And but 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 like and I said this to Haas Minaj on here. Like, would you spin the wheel? What do you think the odds of beating it are? You know what <laughs> I mean? Eight, the eight eight billion. You can be eight billion people on Earth. Would you ever risk spinning the wheel? No. Yeah. No, yeah, never. I like being. No, I honestly, I like being me. I yeah. Not 
some days, but most days, you know, most days. Sure. Everyone has a day you're like, ah, oh, man. What is the, um, what's your ah, oh, man day? What's the, what kind of things make you like shit? Because cause you live in Vegas full time. Yeah, that's a good question too. You have great questions. Man, I don't know if there's a, it's just a, you know, just a, there was a what makes very you feel sorry famous for yourself? Com- no, I don't really feel sorry. Ever feel that way? I just yeah. Famous comic. I just get like a you know you just get in a like these might be in a which is weird because that's the number one question it'd be asked comics how do you how do you do it every night oh my god how do you how do you go up there and just be funny? how do you take on how all do you that take approval? on funny and a, well or if you have a crowd that's just dumb as bricks and yeah and 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 then then you're then you just become down and and just eats at you like horribly. And uh, those are the nights where you're like, man, I really, really hate this job right now. But and you could, but those moments only happen very, very. Thank yeah. God. I usually always say that. I say, as long as the good ones out, no, the bad ones. And then, but what's funny about the bad ones are the ones that in your head they're bad, and then when you get done, they're all standing and and going crazy, and people are are getting on the Instagram. That was the best show I've ever seen you do. I know. And you're like, where the fuck every were you time, at? Uh, every time. Fail. Where were you at? Like, where were, where were, where were, possibly. But then there's not like, there was one just last week and, and it was just, I don't know, just an odd night. And uh, in my eyes, nothing was really working and clicking and we weren't clicking as a group. And every ad lib that I would say, and I'm just ad libbing and, and, and self-deprecating was working so well that I thought, you know, it, it kind of saved the show because I was really like, I don't, I, they're really getting the fact that this is not going well. Great. But did they, they then they, well, convert no. to a good audience? Because sometimes no, you can yes, get some. Yes, they do that sometimes. This yes. one didn't. They just kept laughing more and more at this deep, horrible kind of, <laughs> it was a dark side of me. Yeah. And they, 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 they loved it. And at the end, I was like, I want them over. But it was, I came off and I was exhausted. And I was like, that was, that turned at least into be okay. You've had ones where you just, you, you, you really just, you want to rethink getting. How big you is rethink your staff getting out of the at audience. your show? Uh, I have my crew, but uh, I have a local crew and my crew. My crew's uh, five, and then the local crew's about six, and then uh, yeah, in Vegas, yeah. And do you do you have to worry about selling tickets, or is it kind of self generating? Always worry about selling tickets. Eh? But I'm saying, do you have to worry about like, do you have to do stuff in Vegas um, to? No, I don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, no, I used to. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I no. So it's pretty. It's it it's runs just like, itself. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, like I don't. I don't go around town and like. God bless. Uh, I, I'm bringing up anybody the name. There's a very, very brilliant, funny comic that I love and admire who's there for a bit, and he used to go out to the airport and go on the streets and and like do things in the afternoon to give tickets or to hawk his thing, and I'm like. I will jump off the Lux. Well, if you jump off the Luxor, it's not going to hurt you. But if you, I jump off anything to do that, I, I just don't even come to me and ask me to do that. I'm yeah. never doing that. So that's pretty. And I've never done that. Even if I'm working a club when I was 19 years old, hey, go out, go down on the no, strip but and like sell. radio. No, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. Radio. Well, no, ra- well, radio, you had to do that back in the day. But now, do you have to do any? Oh, I still do some. If I do road shows, I do radio shows. Okay, and I don't mind radio shows, but I'm not going to stand on the street. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get in the back. No, of, I don't mean you know what I mean. Street. Get in the back of a pickup truck and drive down the of strip. Course, but no, I'm wondering but how much, do that. How much you have to do to how many tickets is it per night? It's like it's a nice sized 400 seats room. It's a great, four, nice, yeah. And that's and you're the doing Coliseum's a, got you know five thousand. That's why you don't want that gig. You're you doing know? five nights a week. Six, six nights a week. Six nights. A week. So yeah, so you got to sell about. But 100. I do my I do my best to help promote the show. I mean, I do a lot of hello. You know, we're here now, Hello. aren't we? Wearing Please. my 
best headband. Thanks for bringing your props. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so so it seems like a pretty good life. Yeah. Great. And you have a great house in Vegas. I feel like everyone in Vegas has like custom everything yeah. and a pool table. And the, and I, the pool that and I don't do all that. I'm a very no no blingy guy. What do you have? Uh, what, you got a pool at your house? I have a pool. Okay. Do you have a, how have many? Seven pools. How many, <laughs> how many car garage? Just one car, one car. Great. So you have not I'm the most simple guys. Yeah. And someone said that the other day. They said, you only, you know, literally, like, it was just someone just the other day said, you have one car. I said, I have one car. You have one car. I said, I have one car. This, you know, my friend has like 30 cars. Yeah. Literally 30 cars. Yeah. Russell Peters? No. But the you know, 30 cars. And, and I yeah. said, I do have seven houses. Oh, but, yeah. Well, yeah. I know, Bill Maher and I were talking. That's what it was. He said, yeah. He, I said, I have one car. And he said, you know, I, how many houses do you have? I said, well, I have two. I have one in Florida, one here. He says, oh, I have seven. I said, well, of course you have seven. You, Bill Maher. You he has seven yeah, houses? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. They're all connected. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what he means. Um, he's a popular guy yeah i, I have he, i have just enough i don't need more like you said the the big houses for the people to to that work there and yeah. Yeah, exactly. yes hey everyone one of our usual sponsors and uh, i i'm i'm happy about it because i because i stand by it i guarantee the product is game time getting tickets is a pain it's kind of scary uh and with game time you don't have to worry uh when you buy tickets. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. All right, let's go through the app. Green Day. This is in a year. Green Day. Somebody said they saw Green Day and Blink-182 at a concert recently, and Blink-182 won. Like, they Blink-182 was the somehow won the night which would be hard one time i was in new york and uh i was went and got some ice cream this is 20 years ago i went and got some ice cream and uh and i was walking past this venue called roseland and they were shooting green day there and uh one of the side door was open it was like an mtv concert mtv was a music network and i just ate ice cream and watched green day so that was pretty cool pretty good ice cream trip travis scott of course no comment a lot of basketball happening. Glad to see it back. The in-season tournament. I'm interested in that. I don't really understand it. I think it's in Vegas. Maybe Neil goes on game time, gets tickets for the NBA and for uh, U2. Maybe. Maybe. Although feel, I feel like maybe u is not on here. Who knows? Burna Boy is coming to the BMO Stadium. I feel like that's going to be a very international crowd at Burner Boy. Uh, you're going to see a lot of dudes wearing mustard and red jeans. You'll see that a lot. At an international concert, you'll see adult men in red red denim. Kiss is coming. Uh, they're at the Hollywood Bowl. Goodbye, Kiss. That's their farewell tour. And uh, goodbye. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse live in concert. Okay. People really... Can we just have a movie or does it have to be like everything? It's got to be like, and an animated series and a musical experience. David Sedaris is going to be at the uh, Arlington Theater. David Sedaris, one of the great um, comedians, uh, writing, writer, comedy people. Incredible. Jerry Seinfeld at the Forum. Good, good. That's a good show. 
Uh, that's a great show. Jerry Seinfeld. Am I a little mad he's not on the podcast? Uh, we talked about it. So Game Time's got last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue. Lowest price guarantee. Event cancellation protection. Job loss protection. That's got to be pretty sad when you're like, I can't, I can't afford it no more. But they have it. You know why I can't afford it? Because I lost my job. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app now. Create an account and use code BLOCKS for $20 off your first purchase. That's BLOCKS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BLOCKS for $20 off. Download Game Time right now. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. People of Los Angeles, hi, it's me, Neil Brennan. I'm doing a show at the Fonda Theater November 11th. Two shows, as a matter of fact. I said one, I said A, but I'm, you know, the truth is I'm doing two of them. Get tickets now, N-E-A-L-B-R-E-N-N-A-N.com, neilbrennan.com, November 11th. It's a Saturday. I believe the shows are at 6.30 and 9, and I have to do shows at 6.30 because, as Ali Wong said, all of my fans are depressed and they have to get to sleep early. neilbrennan.com. Okay, so what are you, you told me you're not married. That's not married. And you've never have it's you a been, tough job being married in show business in general, I find. Tell me why. Well, I guess as a comic, more than anything else. I think actors they go on location and their wife can come to the location, which is already horrible. I don't want my wife or girlfriend at my job. Um my whole my whole career we had a, a rule, especially um maybe because I didn't have a wife or a girlfriend, but I'd say no wives and no girlfriends like ever at the road like no seriously at any road show on the bus no following the bus and they were like oh wow really i'm like yeah because we're working we're in a working environment so there's no there's no girls there's no wives there's no one no you're it's like the this. army yeah yeah the carrot top army you i mean honestly though when we're at work though it's a it's a whole it's a it's a work environment you know we're all focused we're traveling there's no time for could they be yeah, in the you hotel? You fight with your, with your could, wife on the phone after the show like they do. But, you'd give them an hour to fight with their wives. <laughs> yeah. Go 10 to 11. Maybe, a, yeah, yeah go ahead their, and fight time, with their time. Yeah, yeah no, not, not, not on Carrot's time. Not on my time. Would you, that's a funny policy. Yeah. And, now it's a great policy. <laughs> and a great one, <clears throat> yeah, apparently. Yeah, because there's no, there's no distractions. I, I know people that when they're hiring a staff will look for people that are not new parents or, you know, yeah. newly married or new, like, you want them to be committed to right. your thing. Yeah. I get that. Um, and we didn't want girlfriends following the bus, you know, or wives following the bus. So there's any kind of issue with some something happening horribly that they're, yeah. you know, so just. Um, and do you, and what was your, what's your relationship history, Scott? Zero. Here I am. You, you. No, I mean, <laughs> I have dated. And how did it go? It didn't go so well. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. But then again, like I would say, as a comic, I think comics are an interesting breed of people. Not only totally because agree. The, not only because of the traveling aspect of it too, but just there's ju it's just you know it's just I've started it's just telling a different people, thing. It's like you know how you feel when you have to give a toast at a wedding. Mm. That that <laughs> Saturday you have a toast and you start if the toast is at six, you start worrying about it at like the day before, and then at eleven you start doing this and trying to find. We're like that all Every the time. Every day. All the time. All the and time. And it's, it's, 
preoccupying. Yes. And if you are involved, you got to understand. I've been, I've been doing a joke about it where I'm like, I'm just preoccupied. So they'll be telling me right. relationship stuff and I'll just be thinking of jokes. And Keith Richards said it in the in his autobiography where he's like, I was just thinking of riffs. There were right. girls and coke and I was just thinking about. Trying to about, think of a riff. Yeah. Yes. No, that's exactly my my. Couldn't have said it better. And it's nothing personal. It's just that's how our brains think. We're never, we're never listening or focusing ever. We're just thinking about the ever. gig. I want to give myself ever. some. Well, not some... ever, but I mean pretty much ever. Like the whole day and whatever. And the only time maybe after the show, after after the show, like right after you're still thinking about what went right and what went wrong. Or ideas they can add. Or, Two and a half hours after yeah. the show, you'll yeah, start to you be can, a human. Maybe be a human and say, no, what were you saying earlier? <laughs> You're kind of, you're exaggerating and I agree with you. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm being serious, but I just think that's, and I don't know any comics that have ever been, I mean, a few that have been happily married forever, but they're usually, they, they have sitcoms now and they don't travel and they, you know, they have families and they still fight, you know. We kind of have to hunt what we Everybody eat. does. I know many comics that are even very, very successful comics that, that, their whole act is about what they do. They're, they're fighting with their wives. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's, so in a sense, they help, they can help. <laughs> they can help you write jokes. Look, if you can come, if you're coming, you got to pitch well, in. Well, Bill, Maura and I had, a, we, we had a, a nice one because he and I are very, very similar in that regard. It's just about the single aspect of things. And I think we just were like, you know, you know, he's, I'm, he's 60 something. Yeah. And he says, people to this day find it odd that I, am not married. And I said, I get the same shit. I, and it's not, odd. it's odd to me that you think it's odd. Like to me, it's like every does, everyone doesn't do the same normal thing. Yeah. I remember when I was 30, this, you, now eventually you do realize you're going to have to get married, get the kid and get the house and the wife and the, what do you mean? Eventually I have to do that. Well, that's what you do. What do you mean? That's what you do. Who does? So I know well, a lot of people that never wonder. did that. I know a lot of people that never did that. But if you are, they're like, oh, something well, you wouldn't. There's let, nothing wrong. You with wouldn't let. Them. Well, there's a lot wrong with it. You wouldn't. They couldn't work for you if they did that. This you is would, true. You were discriminating. Against oh, them. I, yes. Uh, no, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm. I am with you that you're trying. That it's like looking. That's why I say it's really my pain that I was making them suffer because yeah, I didn't have a girlfriend, so you can't have one on the bus. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I'm so sorry that's that what I did. it took you this long that's to realize. Why, it. Yes. and many of them oh, are, I knew it. are talk speaking to lawyers as we as we record this. Um, yeah, I love lawyers. Oh God, you don't love? I love them. Um, no, the the idea that you someone looks at you and goes, "Well, I'm sure he's normal about relationships." What gave you that idea right. that this person would be normal about right. it? It's like just not the thing. Right. right. Um, so the but the expectation, people just want you to do the thing. They want you to affirm their choices. Right. Exactly. Like if they got married and had kids. Well, absolutely. All my friends did that to me. I'm like, and then you. What's great is when you wait for well, the my divorce. brother went to the Air Force Academy. I didn't go to the Air Force Academy, but it, it was odd. But. Like, when are you going to go to the Air Force Academy? Yeah. I'm dumb as fuck. I'm not going to go to the Air Force Academy. Did you feel insecure about that at any point? No. So you you seem like... My dad worked at NASA and trained astronauts, and my brother was a, a F-16 fighter jet pilot, and I was happy with that. I just said, I'm going to... 
I'm gonna, I'm go, gonna be I'm gonna carrot go, top, and I'm gonna go. In a, in a sense, <laughs> I'm literally in a gonna sense, go I'm be going carrot to do, top. Yes, and I do it in the show, and, and it gets. It's the biggest, probably the biggest laugh show because when you see the whole story told with 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 slides, it, it is. It's 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 insane. It's insane, but that's exactly how it happened. I'm sure other families have, have probably had that too, but it couldn't have been further from where I grew up, and further from no show business and no. And not, my dad was funny, but you know, the fact that I might be a comedian. So there's not a ton of like neuroses and a not, you don't seem to be like a very neurotic guy. You just sort of like, I like this and I'm going to yeah. not judge the, it or yeah. myself for liking it. Yeah. I'm going that way yeah. and I'm not going to yeah, think yeah, yeah. about that way. Sure. Uh, absolutely. That's a great that's way all to I be, wanted, by the way. Yeah, that's exactly. I, I didn't care about anything except I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted, and I was going to, I was going to pursue it whether I didn't end up doing it or not. But a know, lot of then people you end up in there and you're like, holy shit. I'm I'm standing on that gold star. Kind of a cool moment, but yeah, it's that moment. That's the moment I think I still always remember. It's just kind of like, oh my god, this is crazy. The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, Mark. yeah, the gold star we stood, and you're standing on it. You're like, this is insane. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's like how it's, the hell did I get I here? must have done something. Some, yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel special when you're doing it, but you're like, all right, well. All the people I've seen standing on this were pretty it, special. It felt so pretty special have... right when I did it too. I think I kind of looked at the tape. I remember looking down. I made some kind of reference, like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." But um, yeah, yeah, it's always been a good moment. All the moments, right? But I'm saying you're you're lucky in that you're oh, not right. neurotic. Oh, you're right, not, no, no, you're not right. I right. go this way, yeah. and then I go. Should I yeah, have gone right. that way? Yeah, no, the yeah. and I'm you know, I never was, that yeah, way. Or yeah, I, yeah, I'm not neurotic in that regard yeah, at all. You're yeah. that's you're 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 lucky in that regard. Ask my crew if I'm neurotic, they might give you a different answer. Well, okay, how are you? How do you like being a boss? <laughs> Sometimes I love it. <laughs> Go on, Scott. <clears throat> no, I do. Sometimes I like it. I mean, I try to do. I try to run a, a good. I've had people that say, you know, well, one thing I think is pretty nice is that I've had the same people with me from day one. Right. So I think I'm running it right. So, you know, I give everybody, except for that part about having their girlfriends and wives. On right. The it's a great job. Roads. You can never you, you get know, laid. Just or don't have ever, any you can get laid, just not at the show. So everyone, right. everyone does their thing. You know, they come in, especially now we have our show at the Luxor. They come in, you know, they set it up, we do it and they go home. And it's a it's a normal life for me, but uh, being a boss is is interesting because you have to kind of run the ship. And if you get really cool, smart people that know how to already run the ship, you just kind of monitor it. You don't have to say before you could say they already have it done, you know. But the show changes every night. New joke, new thing. So, how uh, do you implement it? Uh, do you have well, a rehearsal? Uh, well, that's, do we don't have a lot of rehearsal time at all. In fact, uh, it's that's the unfortunate part. Um, and, I really want to see your show part, now. Like, and fortunate part because if you have too much rehearsal time, you know, get that three in the afternoon, people will kill you. But I get that we get there, we have only thirty minutes, maybe max, to kind of run through something. What time do you get there? Sound check. Six thirty shows open at, doors at seven, so I get the six thirty. I do a sound check, which is weird for a comic, but to, you got to get your yep. ears open. So I always do a sound check. Always, always. And then run through a couple things uh, that I might want to try, whether it's a video joke or a verbal joke or both or a music joke. And then we do it. And last night we had a brand new one and it was all fucked up because, and and then that's the part about being a boss. You got to be kind of, so we, we rehearsed it and it's about the sphere. And I said, have you seen the sphere? And this big sphere comes up behind me and the U2 song's playing. And it's, it's a great, it's great. I said, have you seen the sphere? Fuck and I make some joke because I always want to go to 
people could ask me if I've been to the sphere. I haven't been, I got to come to fucking this show. And then it went away. And I'm like, you got to keep it up there because the next two jokes have to do with the sphere. Yeah. So then I went, I saw it go away. And then I'm like, look over at him, kind of like, and then I said, you know, the sphere, you know, it's got a billion lights. How do you compete with something that's a billion? We tried to at the Luxor with one and it's, a, you know, the one light. Yeah. But he already put it down. So it, yeah, the it joke didn't work. Yeah. So I just looked over and I was like, it was like the third joke into the show. There's already a tone <laughs> and you're, in and my they, head yeah. that this I, is yeah. not going to go well. It's hard. And I'm mad. Yeah. And so, it, the, 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 there's a way to paint that picture where you're a petulant baby yeah. for being like <laughs> upset that. Yeah. But at the same, it's the thing I say, it's like you're jumping out of the plane. The chute has to open. Uh, yes. It's you're not a petulant baby if you're mad that the chute didn't open. You're dying. Right. You're gonna die. So I'm on your side. Yeah. And I'm a I big understand. Baby, by the way. Go on. No, I really like I'm a, a perfectionist to the nth degree, which is the worst thing you could possibly be. Um, people used to always say that about uh, David Letterman. Um, I did his show a few times, but he was always very, very nice to me. But yeah. They said he was really, you know, talking about he's not still meticulous. Here, but yeah. He's still not here. After the show, he was beyond just, you know, so meticulous and every after the show it was the, they spent more time after the show reviewing yeah. the show than they did even prior to and taping yeah and i, I remember one night i was on the show and it, it seemed great crowd was great yeah and they got done they he's pissed and i thought that's weird i'm like that and i don't wish i wish i wasn't but i there's not that many times i walk off and i'm like all right that was great we'll see you guys tomorrow this is always like fuck yeah, it's always it, like, God damn it, we do this every night. Why can't we get this right? But the show's kind of heavy duty. There's a lot of going on. It's yeah. like videos and music jokes and stand up jokes and then a prop joke and then a thing. And so it's it's like tap dancing, as you know this. And if you don't get it just right, it's a disaster. And if it's it's, if it's a disaster to, to, to you to me. Yeah. But that's all that matters. I mean, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, because you can only be you. That's but the I mean, problem. But I mean, you want the crowd to enjoy it. So, But then you get done, they're like, they loved it. And I said, yeah, but it was horrible. And they're like, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. It, you're, <laughs> you're never, Letterman did this podcast and I yeah. asked him if, and I think the, the, the staying late and watching is about as much about self-loathing and self-laceration as anything. Yeah. And the show was great. It's like one time Chappelle goes, Brennan, or he said in front of people, he's like, Brennan's a perfectionist. And I go, yeah, and sometimes the <laughs> shit's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why are you why are you saying it like it's negative? Right, right. Well, that's you what can, I, I just said earlier. Yeah. You're right. So you, I said it's a good thing and a bad thing to be a perfectionist. But when it is good and it's really good and it's tight, like you said, then what's wrong with that? It's like it's like an Ollie Loop. It's, it's an Ollie Loop. It's right. perfect. It's usually why the show is better, usually better than you, you, the nights that aren't. It still is good because you're still so ahead of the game to make it perfect right and do are you a yeller no are you a sulker yes not a yell <laughs> i don't get i never really i just i just i just i just they just know before i i just said that i yep. just look at them and, and they'll say i know i fucked up whatever and i said yeah well i i i fuck up too all the time so i don't No, we never yeah. no not a yeller not a, no we just go ah man yeah and i sulk and then i write things down and then i don't know where i put them Whenever I've hired people that were good, I would always hire people that would beat themselves up. 
you can kind of smell it on people. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. you you yeah. beat yourself up. Yeah, I got this. Mistake? I like these guys. I like those guys. <laughs> I hired them too. Yeah, because you want them to be right. A reflection of the you whole want life. it to be. They you want them to have a standard. It can't just be like have a, a job. Like they really the, do. This I'm button, very. This I'm very lucky. I have a very good crew. And again, they've been day one, so they they are they're so good. And I didn't have to, you know, say anything. They just come back and they say, "I hit that early," and I said, "Ah, oh, you did. Okay, you know that already." Yep. Yeah, that's that's about all you can ask for. Mm -hmm. It's because they're gonna make people are gonna make mistakes. You can't yell at them. Yeah, well, you can. You can but, but then yeah, it's I, it also it's useless. It's you feel bad. Yeah, I feel I worse I, for yelling than yeah, I did I mean, about the thing I'm yelling no, about. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I think one time I yelled at my 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 manager one day back and and it was the weirdest thing because he yelled back at me and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> that's not how this works. You don't yell back at me. I yell at you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so then it was weird. I was like, hey, we don't yell anymore. All right, well, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't I tried work yelling That didn't work at all. Stupid, it doesn't yeah. even work. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Love-hate relationship with mentors, specifically Gallagher. Oh, well. Lovely, uh, John. Now, this could go for days on Please. this Please, we'll mean, edit it. There's if it's days and days and days. Of Who getting. were your mentors? Well, uh, I love George Carlin. I got to meet him and he he, uh, he couldn't have been more gracious and nice to me. In fact, uh, that was one of the very first comics that came up to me and, and said, you, you're a funny, it was a, he said, you're a, you were a funny fucker. Great. And I remember thinking, wow, George Carlin said I was, and then he went on to tell me my joke. So it wasn't like he was just saying, yeah. he knew the bit he liked. Yeah. He said, that bit that you do with the phone. And I said, oh, and he says, uh, that's ingenious. So it was a paper cup and string joke phone. You know, yep. they, hey, what's going on with the string? They had them forever for kids. And then nineties uh, or whenever the hell I started eighties something I started comedy. I, that was my one of my props. I said, you know, they always have the paper cups and string phone. They should have, have an updated version. They never updated it for today's world. So I'd have another cup that came out for call waiting and then three cups for conference calling and had a clear cup for caller ID. And he said, he, he said that fuck How the hell do you, I said, Oh, you know, I, it's like me asking you how you came up with the, the shit, you know, the, the bit, you know, yeah. we got more shit over here and shit. And he yeah. said, he said, but yeah, but that's, I said, no, it's the same thing. I just, I don't know. I just thought of it. I said, I'm looking at a paper cups phone. I said, we need to have a, you know, call, yeah. another call waiting, call waiting. And he said, well, that's great. And I remember thinking that was the first legitimate, you know, comic, a brilliant. I don't know any that comic that wouldn't have been excited to be complimented by George. Prior would have been Prior. excited. Cosby would have been excited. Any of these like right. geniuses no, would right. have been. And I was shaking in my boots. Yeah. I couldn't. I I told everybody. I and you know forget like a Jack Nicholson or someone you meet later saying you're fine. A comic George Carlin. Yeah. So he was definitely a a, 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 a definite influence in, in Richard Pryor, Cosby. Um, okay, whole, what's whole the whole bunch? The Gallagher one. Well, what are the? Who were your mentor men? My well, mentor, mentor means it, to me that means like connected well, and they give you well, advice. Well, Gallagher. Would okay. be a big mentor. When did that? How but did that start? The weird thing with this, with the with the mentoring thing, and I do a whole bit in the show about it now, is it's kind of a it's kind of a it's kind of a double sided uh, mentorship thing. So when I first met him, I was thirteen or twelve, and I and I and I I wrote a joke 
for him. I'm picturing you both at a rummage sale going. Yeah, well, you know, this was props. actually a verbal joke, and he was. Um, I said, "I have a joke for you," and he said, uh, "What's the joke?" And I said, "There," because the, he was standing by this door. It said, "This door must remain." Now, this is you know, I'm 12. This is a long time ago. So this door must remain closed at all times. He was standing by his stage door. And I said, they should, why do they have a door? They should not even have a door if it has to remain closed at all times. And he said, that's funny. And that night he went up on, and, on stage and he did it. And he says, where's Scott? <clears throat> Scott wrote that. And I was like, you know, I was 12 years old. What were you doing there? My neighbor had, was managing him and said, you want to go to a comedy show? In Florida? Yeah. And Gallagher's not very big at this point, or he's pretty. He big? He was pretty big, but he was he was playing a like an, a, a a surf expo, but it's like three thousand people. But I don't think he was he was getting there. He already had specials on, on yeah on Showtime, and so he liked me. And then the manager, you know, then fourteen years old, fifteen. I I would did he get a laugh by the way? Oh you know, yeah. And then I started writing more and more things for him. Then he started asking me about my, you know, I said, I wrote a joke too. I was thinking about doing, I would do it for myself. He says, do it for yourself. You doing comedy? You're 12. I said, I, well, I was 15 now. So I said, I want to do, I want to do, I think I want to be a comedian. So I, I started, you know, writing some, my act. So he asked me what my jokes were. And so I told him one. Then, you know, I would hang out with him more often. And then all of a sudden I was, on the road with so the twelve-year-old joke works. Yeah. Then you tell him the fifth when you're fifteen. You tell him a joke. I tell him a couple more. Did jokes. he take it? Yeah. And then I gave. Did, he take, I, did you give it to him? I, or did well, he take no, it? No, he took that. He took, I gave then the one I wanted to keep myself because I said this is my. <laughs> he said, "What? Give me your joke." And I had two. I said, "One was they say vise." It was a prop. I said, "You they say visine gets the red out," and I would put it in my hair. Right. And he said, "That's great." And I said, "Then I'd do it to my crotch." And he says, "You got two jokes." And uh, I tell that joke in my story in my show tonight because and the biggest laugh comes and he says you got you, you, you only need is one joke kid and I said well I got the you know Visine gets the red out and he goes that's that's great and then I said then I put it down here and he goes you got two jokes and it gets the biggest laugh because it, it's true I, I had two jokes and so then this is where it gets weird so I'm I start doing college comedy in college this is the late eighties early nineties eighties yep and. I go to Gallagher's show in 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 in, in uh, Tampa or not Tampa Fort Lauderdale, and I go backstage. And now he's big. He's playing the Sunrise you can just say Sunrise Florida. Musical just Theater. Say just say we'll Florida. All, we'll all fill it in. Florida. Florida. So I go. I do. I do the thing. He's backstage now. This is when he's huge. It's like five thousand, six thousand seat theater, and he's the real deal. And he and he's backstage and he's and he's going. He's how's the comedy thing going? I said, it's good. I had a show last night. He says, what, what are you, what, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing this. I did that. the Visine one. I said, that's oh, just a dumb one. Then I had the other one. So I said, you're a headliner at this point. No, I'm just doing open mics and, 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 uh, yeah, opening, not, okay. not, not, not even maybe middling. And so then all of a sudden I, years go by and I, it was in LA and I run into him somewhere. And then I said, Hey, I'm doing comedy at these clubs and I'm, you know, he's like, uh, oh, wow. And then I'm on the Tonight Show and I call the manager and I say, hey, I'm on the Tonight Show tonight. And he's like, we're on what show tonight? I said, I'm on the Tonight Show tonight. Um, tell Gallagher to, to watch it. And he's like, like everyone was like, how the fuck did you get on the Tonight Show? Including myself, seriously. Like everyone, even the people that booked me, like how the fuck and did Jay Leno was reading the television? Like, fucking carrots? How did this happen? So I get and I, I killed. It was it was the, my first 
thing. And I, I come out, I look like the Wendy's girl or whatever freaking joke I did. And Gallagher, of course, I, you know, I killed him. I'm thinking I'm going to get great news back from Gallagher. And he was, you know, not happy, I guess, because I kind of, you know, I wasn't doing his act. I was just doing, you know, comedy. I was doing my own thing, but he was just like, how the fuck did this kid become? He was mad. And, and to, at one point he did say, yeah, I was a little fucking jealous, but it was like, well, you don't be jealous. I'm not doing your act, but I'm doing, I'm doing my own act, but I'm just doing comedy. He was mad that I even got into comedy. So then, then it went on and on and on for years. And then he, he really didn't like me and he thought that I was doing his act. And so he got his brother Gallagher too. You probably know the story if you don't know. I don't know the story. I want to inform the audience. So Gallagher <laughs> was a so his brother, famous. Oh, I have my own camera. You have your own. <laughs> yeah, please. I want to get um, <laughs> no, no. Get, get the fuck out of there. Um, Gallagher, famous comic, would smash watermelon. We did a. We well, have to go called, back. To, they don't even know that part. We did. I, who knows what people know? Oh and then my at God. a certain point, your audience has to be savvy on this. Gallagher he retired. He and then he, he sold his act no, to his No, he didn't brother? retire yet. No, no. I'll, okay. I'll let you fill in this. So he, he did not retire. Gallagher was still kicking ass. In then fact, there was doing... a guy named, uh, his brother went on the road as Gallagher 2. like T-O-O. Which is insane. Not 2-2, two, he... two, like 2. Also. So, also. Yes. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's as important. Well as. No, it's, it's important to note yes. that because if the the advertise would say, you know, Dice Clay did it and Gallagher 2. And they uh. would think, to Gallagher's and Gallagher as well. Uh, so people didn't misleading. know. So what happened? And his brother stole from him or no? No, did not steal. He gave his act to his brother. Oh, so he did give it to him. He did. He gave. He, so he was doing it and he would let he, his brother do yes, it. Yes, because I was doing, if I'm in Seattle and Gallagher, the original Gallagher's in, in Ohio, they needed another Gallagher to be over near to, to compete against the, 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 the yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So he... I mean, basically, allegedly, allegedly hired. No, no, his he allegedly. Brother. No, no, he didn't allegedly hire. He hired his brother. I'm saying about me, right? And it, he, part, he Gallagher too kept having gigs near you. No, not all the time, but How a lot, often? a lot, and often enough, we're like he's trying to, he's trying to try to, you know, compete to put me out. So he would, he and would. I brought that up to Gallagher. Open. I brought it to original Gallagher, and Gallagher said, "Well, you know how that ended." My brother I said, "I know," but when it was happening. He said, you know, he opened a Gallagher franchise across the street <laughs> just, from the a local Carrot Top franchise. No, no. That, it's what, no, kind but, of what but, it sounds but, but, like. But, but, but yeah, but and not you confronted him on it after the fact I did after it was all said done when he sued him. Once they were done and they had to, the, the guy couldn't do Gallagher. anyway. Now, now, here's the interesting part. So the brother, the brother, too, gets a gig on New Year's Eve in Detroit at the Meadowbrook music fair or whatever it's called 1500 seats something gallagher the real gallagher calls and get tries to get booked in somewhere near detroit and says the, the, the detroit theater or one of those theaters and they said oh we already have gallagher no this is not a joke seriously you, you want to see you want to like, laugh this is like you want to laugh this is like the, the end of the prestige yes. where there's two gallaghers <laughs> and that's where to go there you can't make this up so gallagher of course the original Ga loses his fucking mind and says well you know I, I book me and cancel the other gallagher and he said we can't cancel the other gallagher we already have gallagher and he's like no you're not listening to me i'm got so anyway that's when he lost his mind told his brother to quit and his brother says no so gallagher said well i'm suing you so he took him to court and it, it all ended but it's the most bizarre story in the world. Yeah. 
and no, wait till Carrot Top. Wait till Carrot Top Two comes around next. Summer. I mean, and Fox Gallagher Three was the Gallagher judge. Three. That's what's so my great. joke used to be Gallagher Two audience nothing. That was my joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Did you explain to him like, hey man, I didn't love that. I wrote yes. you a joke when I'm 12. Do you not think, hey, this kid might have I, a future? Yes. Like, do you say that to him? Yes. So we, for a long time, not that long ago, before he died, he was, he was, we, 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 we finally made up and he, and he came to me and this is, I think one of those moments in my life that I will never forget. He, he said he wanted to meet me in front of the Bellagio and I said, okay. So I go to the Bellagio to meet, well, you know, safe place to meet, you know, and there's a fight breaks out between Gallagher and Caratop. So I, I show up at the valet and I'm waiting for Gallagher. I'm a few minutes early, I'm looking, I'm looking, and all of a sudden I see this guy walking up that looks like David Crosby. Now I, now I literally said, oh fuck, that's Gallagher. But he looks like David, I mean, just yeah. white hair now, the white mustache, little ever. So I said, I'm waving like, hey, and this kid in the valet, I don't know, it's just random kids like, oh, dude, can I get a picture with you? I said, yeah. I said, Gallagher. So I take a picture of the kid. Gallagher walks up. I said, okay, wait, give me one more. There's one. And then Gallagher says, what the fuck's that? I said, what's what? He says, what's that? And I said, what's what? What are you talking about? The kid with the camera. Did you hire that guy to fucking come take a picture of us? And I said, it was so weird. I was like, what, what guy? He was the, the guy that we just took the picture with you. I said, I don't know who that guy is. The guy was just a, I don't know who he's a fan. So let me get this straight. You, you had me meet you here so you could have the newspaper come film us to make something out of this. And I'm like, Gallagher, look at me real quick. Gallagher, seriously, dude, what are you talking about? He says, the fucking guy with the camera. I said, let the guy with the camera go. I don't know who he is. He was a random kid that wanted a picture. Let's go have a cup of coffee now. And he's like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere to you. Tell me why you hired this guy to come take a picture of us. And I'm like, dude, now this went on for 15 minutes. I finally calmed him down enough to say, I think you've lost your mind. I don't know the kid. Okay. I didn't hire anybody. And why would I hire the newspaper to take a picture of us? Yeah. So he's like, well, whatever. He's looking for a cigarette. I don't, have, I don't smoke. I don't have anything. I said, can we go get a cup of coffee? And he goes, no, I'm not going to have a cup of coffee. I said, okay, well then I'm going to go. And he says, but let me just set, set the straight while you're here. And I said, okay, set what straight? You, you, first you stole my fucking act and then you stole my manager. I said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take your, your act or your manager. No, 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 no. And the fact that you you, that you took my act, I want to talk about this. And I said, I would love to talk about this. What, what, what part of your act did I take? He said, this is great. He said, you took the stupid part. You didn't take the smart part. If you were going to steal from me, why would you, would you not steal the smart part? Why would you not take the words? Why would you not take my stand-up? Why would you take the fucking lowest common denominator with all my with all my stupid shit and i said well first of all to set the record straight it's my stupid shit that i came up with it's not your stupid shit and now that you said it i should have stolen your words you are because you were a brilliant stand-up and he's like i'm a great fucking stand-up and i said you are you are probably one of the best stand-ups i've ever ever studied and watched he said then why'd you take the stupid shit i said i first of all i didn't take anything and he just, he was so mad and he, he just, I got to go. And I said, and this is the, how it is the best ending to 
possibly get into this. I said, okay, Gallagher. You're still at the valet? Yes. I said, okay, Gallagher. Um, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you again someday. And he turned around and he says, I've got this. <laughs> I can't even make this up. After he said, I've, I stole Zach and I stole, didn't take the smart shit. He says, I've got this, this foam uh, big truck steamroller dump truck thing that roll steamroller do you want it and i said what he said it's a big foam steam what you 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 have you bring a guy on stage and you, you lay him lay him down and you roll him over with the the foam steamroller i said so now you're giving me this <laughs> no this is the weirdest thing ever. he's screaming and i mean screaming at me and then he stops and says you want this foam roller fucking thing and I said, uh, it won't, uh, no, it won't even fit on my stage. You can, no, no, it folds up into this thing and you can, you can, it'll, it'll kill. You can have it. I said, okay, Gallagher. I never took it, but I never even, so I just, I remember leaving and I was shaking and I called my friend and said, how'd it go? I said, dude, I, I, I literally, he, he just screamed at me for an hour in front of, in front of people. So a month or two go by, I'm still telling people about it, like, dude still telling people like why'd you hire the guy at the camera and then one night my manager calls me he says where are you i said i'm just pulling in now i'll be up in five minutes he says your best friend's here i said my best friend i don't know who he means he says your buddy he's here i said my, who it's gallagher i said gallagher's there he says yeah he's been here for about an hour and he's like <laughs> he's like <clears throat> yelling at everybody and taking over the whole theater and you, you just you get up here quick it's driving a steamroller Go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I go up, and he's just—he's there, and he's—he's—he's just yelling at me again about everything. He's like, "What are why what what why what are the trunks this here? Why are they set that way?" And I said, "What are what's that way? Your trunks?" I said, "Well, because I—are you going to come to the show tonight?" And he said, "I don't—I don't know. I don't—I don't want. I don't think. I don't think I want to. I don't want to go." I said, well, "All right. Well." You're welcome to come. And he's like, uh, nah. So he yells at me about my trunks and then he leaves. And I said to my guy, he's like, halfway through the show, I glance over and he's on the side of the stage just watching me. Just, you know, Gallagher just standing there watching me. Suspenders? I, no, that was that was different. He didn't. He had suspenders at one he point. Did. He did at one point. He I, sure think, did. I always think Robin Williams with the suspenders. They both did, yeah. But, uh, you know, he has roller skates and he was just, yeah. He screamed at Robin about stealing them. Uh, so about I this probably. He yelled at him. I at probably the, did. At the San Francisco wharf. I bet he probably did. Yeah, of course. He had to. And so anyway, he'd done the show and he comes backstage and he tells me for again for an hour in front of my whole crew how, how everything needs to be changed. The entire show. Everything needs to be changed. Every joke, every the, the trunks need to be turned this way and don't, you're, you're giving, the, I don't know why you're doing this and why you're doing that. I said, I, uh, I got it. You know, I got it. I mean, I've got this. I don't mean I yeah, got. Like I don't mean I got well. your changes. Yeah, I got it, kind of. But it was also a moment. It's just like, wow, my mentor's watching me, and and I'm giving me lessons and whatever. So three nights in a row, he shows up. By the way, where's how's he getting in? Are they just, uh, is he coming in the he back? He just walks in the front door of the Luxor and says, I'm here. Yeah, they don't they don't stop him. Right this way, and the same shirt on for four days, right? And I show up for the fourth day, and now 
you know, I've known him for so long and he's been at the show four nights in a row and now he's yelled at me four nights in a row. Now it's time for me to kind of be a dick to him. So I said, are you honestly going to wear the same fucking shirt four days in a row? Like, dude, I'll get you a shirt. And he's, oh, I don't even know what's wrong with my shirt. I said, just, can I get you another shirt? So it seems like a different day. I mean, it's like, I'm, look, I'm, you're yelling at me in the same <laughs> fucking shirt. So I can have different memories because I don't yelling, know what you're yelling you said on the same, day, in the, the same, same striped car- shirt, right. Cartoon Can outfit. I be yelled at in a plaid shirt? Is he shirt wearing for, this, the yes, vertical stripe? Yes, the yeah, Gallagher, yeah, the, he's yes. wearing the Gallagher for, yes, shirt. Yes, I have a the, the French sailor shirt. Yes, that's all he wears. Fuck. You got to respect him. No, you, well, yes, but no. <laughs> So I said, I have to, in a better way to put it, like, I need four different memories of it. I need a, a, of you yelling me in plaid. I need you yelling <laughs> yeah. me in a white t-shirt. Yep. Because it's all coming together as one big sailor shirt. So anyway, he says, give me out a carrot top shirt I'll wear. So I, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I give him a carrot top shirt and it, it's unbelievable. He wears it and the whole crew's like, and it's kind of a weird moment. Like Gallagher's wearing a carrot top shirt. So I said, are you coming tomorrow night as well? He said, ah, why? I said, I'm just curious because, you know, I'm going to be ready. So I went home that night. And I thought if he does come back, I have an idea. And I thought it'd be funny. And we have great, un- I have it on film, I'll show you. So I, I called Danny. I says, Gal, he's, he's here again. I said, fuck, perfect. I, I'm, I'm stopping off at Vaughn's. I'm getting a watermelon. Do we have a, do we have like an old hammer at the, at the warehouse? My warehouse is right across the street from the Luxor. And he says, well, yeah, we have like an old, well, you made one years ago because it used to be a joke when I would, I would make a joke about hitting, it was like a Gallagher reference, but it was a foam, it didn't work. I said, no, I need a real, like a, it's got to hit a real melon. I said, we don't, I don't know if we have anything like that. I said, well, I'm going to go to the warehouse and we just, we're going to rig something up. And so I get there and I've got the waterman, we have a stool and I rigged this like kind of hammer up. And I said, uh, it didn't have to hit the melon. The joke was going to be, I said, I have a great idea, Gallagher. And he says, what is it? I said, at the end of the show. He's like, I'm not going to be here at the end. I said, why? Will you be here at the end of the show? And he's like, what do you want me? I said, I'm going to I'm going to make this reference. And then I'm going to come back out at the end. And I'm going to put a stool down on a watermelon. And I'm going to go to hit it. And you're going to come out. And you're going to grab the hammer. And you're going to hit it. And he said, first it's just fucking stupid and why i don't get it i don't get the joke i said the crowd is going to go ape shit when you walk out on stage and they see a watermelon they're going to go crazy especially that i set it up earlier because i used to do it 10 years ago i'd find some random woman in the front row and i'd say uh i said i hit the watermelon at the end in case you're wondering because she's waiting for the i'm the the different guy right because some lady one night said when are you gonna hit the watermelon i said different guy jesus Think I'm Gallagher. So I set it up that way. Yeah. I said, I said, and it was, I said, by the way, lady last night was sitting right where you are. She's like, when are you going to hit the watermelon? So I'm ready. And I said, uh, at the end. And then people laugh and I said, different guy. So that so joke all works set, like so all recently. Set, it, that joke. No, no, it's all, no, this is about 10 years. It's all set okay. up. It's all set up for that. No, you're right. It worked 10 years ago just as a setup. Never did it. But now that Gallagher's a foot from me and I've got the whole thing, this is going to be brilliant. And I, so I said, do the setup. Then I come out at the end. I run Does off. Does the setup work? Do the yeah. different guy yeah. works? People know yeah. what you're talking about. All right, great. And I run off and I come back out for this little thing at the end that I normally do. So when I run off, I look over and he's there. So I give him the, like the, the look and he's like, and I'm like, wait. So I, I bring a stool out and I 
bring this big fucking watermelon out. That you I, went I to the, Vons yes, and bought. Yes, I Amazing. put the watermelon on top of the stool and I go to grab the hammer and right, I go to grab the hammer. Gallagher runs out. I thought he was going to take the hammer, but instead he takes the watermelon and he shoves me as hard as you can shove me. He shoves me so hard. He's so fucking mad. At he's just angry and he's shoving me and, I, and he's got the watermelon and I'm like, oh, and I must fall and I'm, I'm having this like hammer. And What's they, the crowd doing? They're, they're going crazy. They're, they're, they're going nuts. And then he like, and I walk out, I said, fucking Gallagher, you know, and they, they went crazy. And at the end people were like, what the, f was that really Gallagher? And it was great. So at the end I said, oh my God, I, I go to give him a hug. I said, that was the most, dude, did you see that? It was great. I have videos to show you. And he's like, he's like, I don't, I still don't fucking get it. I said, it just killed. You just lived it. You just lived the moment. It was, the, did you hear the crowd? I still don't understand what, what what's the purpose of what was it for though? I said, it's for us. It's not for anything. Oh, it's going to be like social. I said, I'm not going to even put it on social media. I just want to do it for fun. We're having fun. This will be a moment you like, you cannot. And if you want to share it, I can put it on thing. People will think it's funny, but if you don't want to put it on anything, I won't share it with anybody. And he's like, it's, well, it's not funny even to share. I said, Gallagher, it's brilliant. So he came back, told me never to show it. And, and, and yelled at me again. And then he, 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 I think he took, I think he took the carrot top shirt home with him. <laughs> Still wearing a carrot did top shirt. They, did you, well, the thing I want to say that you didn't realize. I'll show realize, you the videos. I can't wait to see it. That you didn't realize till now, carrot top, is that many of our peers are fucking out of their minds. Yeah. Well, I know now. Yeah. Now you know. All right, well, here's a question. Did he have any good ideas when he was yelling at you? No. Okay, so none no, of them. No, and was I would good. have I would have loved it if he did. Trust yeah. me. I love it. I love when people tell me a good idea. I yeah. love it. I don't know if you like that or not, but I, I love, love it. I fucking because no one Please, else no right. not no one, but very few people yeah, like right. and I feel like I try right, to help right, everybody. Right. Um so it's a uh, great please, way for me to feel, feel sorry for myself. Right. Yes. Um and what did you take from it? Just like ah, people are weird and and life is uneven and and things are not circular. Sometimes you have a mentor and then he's jealous and then he's still jealous and then he dies. Pretty much. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes, because it was like that moment we could have been a cool, that would have been a cool, you know. But it was just crazy. It wasn't like he, I, I think he, you know, you know, there's some moments where I think he really, I mean, I definitely, he really admired me and liked me because he was like, he would want to help me, well, or try to whatever. But uh, it was sad that, yeah, he, and he was just not nice to anybody back. You know, I remember my girlfriend had come in at the time and she walked backstage the same night that that went on. And he was just, he said, who are you? And she said, what? You know, who are you? And she says, oh, I'm Scott's girlfriend. He says, you're not his girlfriend. You're the next fuck. And it was just in front of everybody and in front of like, you know, it's just you her don't. Girl, I don't need her, anyone her, else. Her That's, girlfriend, uh, her, you know, her, my crew, a yuck. couple other friends back there. My cousin, my yeah. and it was just. It was like it was funny if you're with a bunch of comics. Maybe listen, baby, you're not his girlfriend. You're the next. You're just the next fuck because she doesn't understand this. She's not in the comedy yeah. world. Well, she's not comedy world. She dates carrot tops. Not in the comedy world. But you know what I mean? It's like- <laughs> Furthest it, thing from it. If you're in the, you know, if you were with a bunch of comics in a club, yeah, it would be yeah, hilarious. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But it was just the setting. And I was it like- It would still hurt her feelings she'd pretend it didn't yeah, for an hour. Yeah, but it was Here not even that. It was yeah. like, you just go, dude, come on. And then, yeah. then he would argue with the fact that, you do know that though, right? And he just didn't leave it there. Like, he doesn't just fuck you. You do know that, right? Yeah. 
you've already made your joke. Yeah. It was like that. Like a bitter guy. It was too guy, much. Bitter, it went on bitter, bitter, uncomfortable guy. to really uncomfortable to kind of like, okay, you have to go. Yeah, that's that's it. So it's just sad, you know. So yeah. you know, I would the like Carlin to... one was was more fun because you know, fuck it, you know. He says, uh, "I'll I'll tell you my other Carlin, which I I find interesting." It's a comic. He was playing the same uh, showroom I was playing in at, uh, in Vegas at the MGM Grand, and I I was there the night earlier because we had come in early to Vegas, but we started the next night. So I was backstage on the side watching him from the side and his manager, you know, said, no, no, just stand you know, right here. I'm like, no, I don't want to bet. I hate people when they're on the side of my, I don't want to, no one's allowed on the side of my yeah. stage. I don't care who they are. And the last thing you want to come off and he has fucking say hi to some Yahoo, right? Me of all people. So I'm standing, so he, he's getting close to his, his when is he It's done? like a nightmare. Can you imagine being yes. on stage looking yes. over and seeing fucking Carrot yes. Top? It's a fucking night. It's a Saw movie. <laughs> he did great. <laughs> so- yeah. So, so, so anyway, I stand there and he gets, I'm like, oh, fuck, he's done. Like, he's all right. Yeah. Good night. You ever come to Vegas again? You know, never fucking see me. Good night. Walked off and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to be that guy be in the way. So I moved over. He goes, no, 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 go stand. He he knows you're going to be here. He doesn't know I'm going to be here. He walks off and he's, this is Mike and he's, ah, oh, fuck. God damn, Carrot Top. I said, hey, George. He says, how, how much of the show did you see? I said, um, uh, from, and I said a joke. Yeah. From about the, uh, the airplane, the, and he's like, ah, fuck. When do you, do you start tomorrow? I said, yeah. He goes, uh, shit, shit fucking week. Shit fucking crowd. I said, oh, I sounded great from where I was, they really did, but he was just really, really in a bad mood. He's just, that was a sh shitty fucking, mood. he's looking down, he's like, fucking shit. When do you start? I said, tomorrow. Uh, how many shows do you do? I said, I do one, one every night. I said, we do two on Saturday. And he just, he's looking at the ground, and I said, I do two on Saturday. And he looks up and he says, why do you do two on Saturday? And I made a joke. I said, because my manager has a car payment. And he's, he went, like snickered, and then he went, no, why the fuck do you do two shows on a Saturday? I said, I don't know, that's how they do it. I said, I, they, we do one, and then Saturday they want me to do two. So I said, what do you mean they want? I said, they want to do two, so I just do two. And I said, yeah, I look at it like I fuck up one, I get a shot of the second one. And he says to me, with dead silence, his eyes look right at me. He says, let me tell you something. I said, what's that, George? Got right in my face. He says, never, ever give the audience the upper hand, ever. Do never fucking say that again. And I said, I won't. He says, the audience gets the fucking chance one time. You do what you fucking do. You do your fucking cup joke and you do your fucking comedy and what you fucking do. And if they fucking get it, they get it. If they don't, fuck them. They don't get a second chance. And he walked off. And I looked at his manager and I said, I told you I shouldn't have been fucking here. <laughs> and his manager says, oh no, he loves you. I said, well, that went well. And he said, no, seriously, just stay where you are. He's going to come back out. He's probably going to grab you to go back there. And I said, I don't think so. He's really fucking mad. I probably shouldn't have said that. And he says, no, he loves you. I, I, a second later, he came around the corner. 
He says, hey. And I went back and he had coffee and he was going through some notes and he really didn't talk much about comedy. He just said, uh, how do you like, how do you like, how do you like, how do you like uh, out here? They treat you good here at the hotel. I said, yeah, yeah. The crowds, you, you, yeah, the number's pretty good. But then he just, he didn't well, ask it's me. because he, he didn't, didn't he give the, co the crowd the upper hand by going like, shit crowd. That always feels yeah. like an upper no, hand. No, he said thing. they were horrible. Yeah. Well, he said horrible, horrible week, horrible crowd. And I said, it sounded pretty good. So then I said, yeah. the two, yeah, he says, never give them the upper. But he didn't. When he was out there, he said, next time you, if you, you're in Vegas and you can't get into Blue Man Group, don't fucking come to my show. He said something negative right. at, the, at the end. So he was already, that's what I said. Uh. Yeah. And he was, that's what he was basically saying to me at the end. But I'll never forget that. And I mean, dead point. It was different with him yelling at me. Gallagher and he wasn't yelling, he was just making a point and he didn't have a sailor shirt on. Well, no. He had a black sweater well, on. Gallagher had bought them all out every one of them. You couldn't <laughs> find a, a, a horizontal wanted stripe. to have a striped shirt. I, I, I even said, I got no. Okay. In Vegas, the whole, all of Nevada was clean yeah. up. <laughs> um, I, so you have the, what I wanted to, the thing I talked to Roy Wood about, we were talking about, you know, you felt a little bit antagonized by other guys, but there's a story about your act burning down oh yeah birmingham that feels like camaraderie like incredibly sweet can you tell me that story no okay Damn it. great that would have been a great one no i was i was booked in the bah bahamas i was booked in the birmingham uh comedy club this is an a club this is where everyone this is the club you wanted to play it was the biggest club in the south besides the one in atlanta that wouldn't put me going back to that <laughs> Um, and so it was the Birmingham Comic Club. Now this now this club did three shows on Saturday. So we did a Friday remote at the club, which they never do. It was a like about John Boy and Billy and the big team are coming in and the club, and they had it set up on the stage. And we came up and we did the radio show on the stage, and they had breakfast for people that wanted to come, audience members to come and sit in the club, and they had breakfast for the club, which they don't normally do. It was an odd thing for them to do. Just have the kitchen open on a Friday, so we did the radio broadcast show is done and we all is it got it's supposed to like a blizzard supposed to hit there it's already kind of snowing but they said everyone you know stay by the phones we'll let you know if we're going to do a show tonight it was like that bad that's all people talking about so we went back to the hotel and sure enough you know six o'clock comes and said look there's no show the roads are closed and it's birmingham there's no, yeah it's birmingham there's, it's right, alabama it's not right there's no there's city. no right yeah right so there's no tractors and Gallagher if he had that foam tractor I could have used if it only and so they called and said you know it's canceled tonight we're like wow this is I looked outside God, this is really bad I guess so we stayed at the Hyatt wherever we were at and TGI Friday's bar and we got you know we just watched football whatever we did that night it was Friday night when woke up in the morning there's a knock at my door and I'm like I just all I remember is like I don't know where I was I opened the door and my 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 road manager's staring at me with a shit look and i'm thinking why is he knocking on my door at 6 a.m this is not good something's wrong so i'm thinking shit somebody died that's all i could think of someone died so i went what and he said the club burned down and i said the what he said the club burned down i said what club i'm thinking like the tj fridays we just had dinner at club burned down he goes yeah i said the comedy club? He goes, yeah. I go, 
like how bad? He goes, gone. And I'm an idiot. I'm sitting there and I go, fuck Bruce. Bruce Ayers, you know, it's the number. I, I played the club. Somebody, I mean, I just, oh my God, Bruce, the club. And my guy's looking at me like, dude, your act. So you immediately suspect. I really had no clue. And I thought, oh, fuck, my act's in there. I, I was thinking the club and the thing. You immediately suspect Gallagher. No, Rip Taylor at the time. I used to rip, they found Rip Taylor's matches. That <laughs> my, was my joke. <laughs> That's my, the first joke I said, I said they found Rip Taylor's matches. Fantastic. But um, yeah, so I didn't, it didn't, two and two didn't go together. I didn't think anything about my, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, literally losing my mind going, I don't remember what all was in there. Like I had five big cases full of shit that I started in 1980 with, you know, stolen crime watch signs and bank tubes. And, and, and I'm like, Oh my God. So we started just as soon as we- And you didn't have backup. You'd never occurred to have backup. No, I I still don't. I started writing down and he started writing down as much as we could remember that was in the in there and then i then it dawned on me fuck i'm on the tonight show monday in 40 72 hours you're on the tonight show so i call you know my people the beta care team i call them and i say hey listen i don't think i can do the tonight show i i i mean even if i get out i can't probably i don't have you know I don't, I don't have an act to do. And so we didn't leave for five days. So even if I wanted to do the tonight show, we couldn't leave. So then that night in the tonight show, Jake, you know, does the mic. And then we, can we care and with both of you in the film night? They show a picture of me, but then the whole club burned down in Birmingham. I was kind of cramping, making light of it. And, and I'm, I, we're all sitting there at the Hyatt watching it going, no, like he has no idea. Like this is like, I think Jay actually went and did a, a thing for it after that did a whole show and made help pay for the some of the stuff but um yeah what happened was then i finally went back to charlotte where i was living and i all the comics in the south of course saw it and heard about it on the tonight show they all came to charlotte and they all went like a scavenger hunt one day and everybody went and bought everything and helped me rebuild my act in my garage it's a really beautiful moment of camaraderie with people that right when you think all these comics hate you and behind your back, they're like, no, I'll go find a bank tube and I'll go find a crime watch sign. I'll go get a rubber chicken and a tennis racket. And everybody went on and, and all day and we all came back and the next day and I, and I rebuilt uh, what I could to do, a, to do a show. I think it was a college at the time, but yeah. And then I went back to, you know, of course, on the Tonight Show, I came back with, you know, burning down the house and I had little smoke detectors in each lid. You know, we made fun of the fact. Did you, when did you, did you did the Tonight Show that I scheduled? It was like a week, no, it was like two weeks later after. Oh, that. okay. So you did have. I went back after finally was done and Jim was like, what, the, what, the, what, the, what happened? I, I, I yeah. Said, yeah, Rip Taylor's matches they found, you know. But, but it, was, right. it was, um it was crazy. And did you feel loved? Yeah. yeah. No, I felt really, it was amazing that people came out of the woodwork, people from other states, comics that drove in from like DC and wanted to help out. Yeah. What year is that? Uh, 94. It's so goddamn cute. Yeah. It was a blizzard of, I, I want to say 94. Yeah. 
All right, that's great. All right, final few I did questions. Feel loved. I did feel loved. It's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, what is your what's the what would you? Say? I think I know the answer, and we may have discussed this, but like, what all of the any problems you have? I mean, you don't have a ton of neuroses, but even the the what's the upside of your downsides? You know what I mean? Like the uh, you're a perfectionist. Da, da, da. Like what what do you, what's the upside? Well, I think the upside is 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 the focusing on the you know writing and focusing yeah. on the show I'm, I'm a big believer in keeping the show fresh and too fresh too too current sometimes but um even if it doesn't work the joke people say wow you did a you already did a taylor swift taylor uh, taylor uh, kelsey joke like the day of you know aaron yeah. Rodgers, wow the day of you, you you and i've always been that way because i, I always just want to stay current and write i would think that's important um, being a perfectionist, but being focused and being, oh, I work a lot. So that's an upside to all that. Downside is uh, is all the same things. You know, I don't get enough rest. I don't probably take it easy enough. But I, again, I don't, I'm not well at vacationing. People say, why don't you just go, go take a month off somewhere? I'm like, what do you do for about a month? Like a couple of days and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go do something else. Yeah, great. COVID was tough. You know, I've never, I think everyone probably, I mean, except people that really didn't, always lazy did, never wanted to work. They f thought COVID was just another another week, another year. Yeah. Um, some people really did. Like, you know, I COVID, COVID really it. didn't affect I, me. I'm I like, kind of, Because you never did anything. I, know, I, I like doing stuff and I like yeah, not doing anything, stuff. Yeah. But it's true. That's that's how it affected people differently. I have friends that never did anything in their whole life. I'm like, yeah, it really didn't affect me. I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. But someone like me that was all, you know, never stopped. I was just, I was going crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't just. I can't sit on a boat another day. I can't. Did you get anxiety, depression? What? What? Did, how did Everything. It yes, sure. Yes. Anxiety, definitely anxiety, depression. Uh, I got a little bit of a uh, definitely anxiety. Did I you? Thought, I thought I was having a heart attack a few times. I was just, I just was just freaking out about. Did it. Did you work uh, out more? Well, there wasn't gyms open, so I'd, I would run in the streets, you know, with signs. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> no masks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And did, I did run a lot and we did like cook out a lot. I, I'm lucky I live in Florida on a boat. So I had a boat. I, I, I would tell people all the time back then, especially that then if I didn't have my, 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 uh, my boat, I would not have made it because I, every night I would just go float and watch the sun go down and listen to music. And, you know, it was a very calming Sounds great, man. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Because people that were considering and stuck in tall buildings in New York. Yeah. I was, I came, I was just remember thinking, I honestly don't even know what I would have done. So you have a house on the water with a boat. Yeah. That's about as good as it can be. That's what I'm saying. I, it, 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 yeah, so I said, I'm yeah. saying that's the best thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a vacation for most people. Yeah. It is. It is a vacation. Yeah. It is torture for you. Yeah. What's your personal goal for yourself it like an emotional like what's the what's your what are you what are you aiming at what are you trying to get to that you might be able to get I, to maybe i don't know i'm just trying to get off the 405 usually um yeah where i'm trying to get to you know here you can't get anywhere no, yeah. i'm trying you know i don't know because people that's a great question too you've had very good questions three three by my count that we know of uh, three or four maybe yeah, more maybe four yeah, got, up into five, five lower five but there, it's it's a good one because I don't know if a lot of people if they if they do have a search for something like I want to be in movies or I want to do a sitcom yeah. or I want to have a you know like a Seinfeld thing I want to have a, a thing or an HBO thing or that yeah I've always been like I'll just find out tomorrow what I'm doing 
because I might, you know, I might be in a movie tomorrow, but I don't know, you know, but I don't plan on it. Uh, but, but if it happens, great. But I, I think my only real goal is just to keep doing it and keep, um, having fun at doing it. I think that's the only thing. Stay, it sounds cliche, but stay healthy. As you get older, you're like, you know, you want to stay healthy and keep writing and creating and, and doing it. And then, and then when it's all said and done, and then it's done. But you seem to be pretty, pretty emotionally like. Yeah, I don't think I, there's nothing else I want to do. Yeah, so people always you know, that's something too, and they say you've hey, also when, done a ton every of day. Shit. They say when are you retire? I'm like, why? Well, why are you already? Well, that that's the one that bothers me is people say, yeah, yeah. When how long are you gonna do this? I'm like, should I not anymore? Like, it always makes me wonder why they're asking me that. Like, yeah, are they thinking it's probably time? <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. no you're i know thinking are they already yeah. thinking like you're you're gonna retire soon like yeah. right you're like no i'm still young are you i'm like <laughs> yeah because all my all my all people that i have, have admired and, and 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 grew up watching they did it till they died yeah and people say well that's sad i'm like well is it i mean they should I have sat don, in a room right i mean they but, should have sat alone in a room and died Instead of selling out a theater, right. I mean, like Don Rickles. God bless Don Rickles. My 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 manager, by the way, thirty some years is here somewhere. I was at a restaurant with him here in L.A. As well as you know, everyone, you 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 can't make up. You know, you you go back to you know Florida and say, I'm at a restaurant last night, and it was like Florence Henderson and Nikki Six and uh and and Don Rickles and you know we're in the same restaurant. It's, it's the it's Chipo L Chipotle it's, on Ventura, it, right? Yeah. It's it's L.A. and you forget that, right? You're like, oh, it's Jack and Nichols. Oh, yeah, we're in L.A. Yeah. So my manager says to me, Don Rickles is over at that table next. You should say hello. I said, like, I was in a movie with him. So I said, I said, God damn it, it's Don. This is not that long ago. And I said, God damn, Don. He said, I said, well, you, you're his agent too, right? And I said, yeah. He says, yeah. I said, well, you, you go say hi. Don't make me do it. You're fuck it. You you don't want some. You could do it because it's like it was like twelve people at his table. Yeah. No, no. You he's not gonna know me. He'll know you. You were in a. Mo I said I know he'll. All right. You should do it. So I get up and I walk over. Now literally, there's twelve people. I'm already neurotic. I'm gonna go inter interrupt Don Rickles, fam, whoever's sitting with him. And I said, Hi, everybody. I said, Don, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say hi. And he turns around, the typical Don Rickles, you know, and he says. I said, I said, Don, it's Carrot Top. I don't want to bother you. I just want to say hi. He says, Carrot Top? Really? Do you have to tell me that you're Carrot Top? Like we didn't see you coming from it. Like he just started ripping on me. I said, oh, I know. I, I just, I don't want to bother you. He says, well, you've, well that's too late. Right? He's just, he's doing yeah. his shtick. So, yeah. and he's, this is like a month before he died. He says, well, that's too late, huh? And I said, yeah, yeah, thank you. And everyone's laughing. I said, I'm, I'm going to let you go. He says, oh, are you? I said, I just, I just wanted to know if you remember uh, being in that movie with me. And he says, I've tried to forget everything you and I have ever done. <laughs> ever. Great. Right. And he grabbed my cheek and he said, how are you, kid? I said, I'm great. And he says, uh, my name's still big and my, my name's still alive in Vegas. I said, absolutely. Yes, sir. It always is. All right, good. I get out of here. And then he, and he says, scared up here. This is my, and he did the whole it's Johnny, 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 yeah, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, 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 Johnny. His joke is bimbo and bingy and bunging him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I could It was just the most brilliant like moment. I'm thinking, here's Rickles at 90 years old at dinner, and he's still doing his shtick and fucking yeah. on point. You know yeah. what I mean? And crushing. Yeah, crushing. So 
to answer that question, yeah, like, you know, when he's going to do it to you, yeah, because what are you going to do? Just, I have nothing else to do. And every, everyone I know that did it until they were, they, you know, yeah, are still doing that's it. That's the point. You know, think about that. I mean, I'm like, God, I'm, I'm 58, and I look at my, probably a few more years, and they said, well, you know, Leno's 75. I'm like, fuck, you know, you can't, Carlin was 80, so, you know. Yeah. So you can't, you can't quit. You can't be that guy. You got to keep going. There's no point. There's what's, and do what? Right, and do exactly. Think you're having a heart attack. Yes, people's pro. weight at the fair. It's all I'm good at. Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the beginning or the, is the intro? I don't the, know what Is this happened. the intro or the something outro? Happened, something bad Ladies happened. and gentlemen, I, please I, welcome. Uh, <laughs> Carrot Top. <laughs>